I saw it on Twitter first. Yeah, I so like I was just telling you, I was um, trying to get a hold of a few people and couldn't get a hold of anybody. Um, And I my phone was kind of going in and out. And then later on, it became clear what was going on. So, um, well, so so tell us tell us what you have on that. What have you been able to learn? Because I know you have some sources who had quite a few things to say. Uh, yeah, and it, well, the funny part about this is, um, I never, I never intended uh, Mike to be in the political military ish world. I, I, I'm just trying to be a doctor in healthcare and teach people healthcare. But you line up with some of these people. I've been doing this for a long time. Just like you may you not know. be interested in war, but sometimes war is interested in you, right? Yeah, you line up with some people who know some things, and next thing you know, you're a trusted source. You know, you become a trusted source because you don't just let go of everything. You don't push out, you know, junk material. So they're like, okay, I can t- I can trust this person. So uh, I do have a source who is military. He's active military, so I can't use names, but he is in open source intelligence and. The funny part about this, when he first talked to me about this, he said, don't worry, anything I tell you, for the most part, unless I say, you can tell because it's literally findable on all websites. It's findable on the, on the certain sites out there that we go to. Um, so it's not anything that's secret. But here's the funny part. Every single thing he's told me, Mike, from last year on, um, not only has proven out so far to be true or being carried out to be true, not one of the stories has been um, carried by mainstream media or even alternative truth or media. None of it. So, yeah, none. So, I mean, I won't go back all the way, but I we can later if we need to. Um, this started on Monday. And uh, in, in the previous year, he showed me a site where you can actually find cyber attacks and ransomware attacks, like literally... Um, businesses around the country, hospitals, governments, school systems, you name it, are all, uh, you know, kind of open for either hacking and or cyber attacks, ransom attacks. And interesting, he told me that last year. So when he told me that last year and he showed me how it was working and he said, this is what stuff will happen. People will be hacked and they will be uh, held ransom. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Well, last year, right after he told me, uh, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and a couple other hotel casinos had that exact thing happen. So it wasn't just one of these like, oh, well, maybe that's true. It, it's it's absolutely true. Mm. Um, and you can find a hospital. And this is the scary part. Healthcare is involved. And I mean, whether you like hospital medical or not, there's people who actually like need a hospital. They're in a hospital bed and, you know, there's their systems operate off of certain things. There's billing codes and there's diagnostics and tests and everything else. All of these are potential open to cyber attacks and ransom attacks, Mike. Mm-hmm. So um, last Monday, I wake up and I'm like you. So I'm on the Verizon network with my phone. My wife and I are on the same network. Mm-hmm. I woke up. I turned my phone off of uh, airplane mode just to check what's going on and see if there's any communications or texts from anybody. And uh, I get in. And it took a little bit to kind of to to jump onto the network, but it came up fine. And my wife was texting me. She uh, had to leave early in the morning. So she texted me when she got to where she was going and everything seemed fine. I was getting texts, I was getting emails, I was getting social media or news or whatever. Everything was coming through. Uh, so I didn't know any difference. So I get onto, onto X and, uh, or Twitter, either one. Um, and I start seeing down networks and then my assistant happened to message me she's like did you see this 
Uh, I'm in Florida. We have Spectrum Internet. Quite honestly, our internet's been really, really good. So we didn't have any problems with the internet. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I text them like, hey, what's going on to my source? He's like, um, uh, these are planned testings and planned attack testings. I go, what are you talking about? War games? War games to an extent. I don't know. So have you... Have you been following the conspiracy of the plan or Q or any of the different drops or anything like that? I have. Okay. So from a distance, at least. Right. I'm not, I, so I'm not like, I don't study it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. But when, when I first, when I first saw the drops back in, I think 2018, um, I'd been studying that stuff since like 2005, 2008. So when, when I saw these, all these drops, <laughs> I don't read military language or code. But I, I looked through them enough to go, oh, yeah, that stuff makes sense. I know what they're talking about in general. I mean, there's a little bit more in here, but I know the general things that they're discussing. And, yes, these are major problems and these families are in charge and it's New World Order stuff, right? Right. Well, in those plans, um, if you type in nothing can stop what is coming, which is a well-known you know, um, phrase in that world. Right. If you type this into Q-drops, it brings up a drop, Right. It's and and then you've heard the NCSWIC or nothing can stop what is coming, right? The the, the acronym, right? Right. So like if you take on, where one where we go one, we go all that's... exactly. So if you take the, the nothing can stop what is coming acronym, right, and you put that in the Google machine along with cyber attack or SafeCom or CISA, that's where the NCWIC and NCSWIC comes from. That's not some random conspiracy theory line. That's CISA.gov. That's our cybersecurity um, government agency. It's right in there. They actually have a newsletter, right, that uses that acronym. And I, I was trying to say. If you Google that acronym, you get CISA? You get CISA and SafeCom. Yes. You can Google it and literally it comes right up. Mm. So, So I'm talking to my. My source, and uh, he goes, they're testing the waters to see what happens. Now, while this is occurring, while this is occurring, Mike, I, I'm looking through some of my channels on YouTube and, you know, and not the ones who are just random people, but like people who are in science, because I'm watching everything from financial world to healthcare world to um, this polar shift world. Like I'm my, I have my brain in a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So they're going solar flare, solar flare, solar flare. So I said, hey, is there anything with the solar flare? Like I've been watching solar flare stuff, right? But the, here's the problem with solar flare. If solar flare comes in, it doesn't just take out one. It's going to take out a bunch of stuff, right? It doesn't, it's not targeted directly to AT&T. And, and then, and then AT&T, right? Mike, it's funny, right? And then, and then AT&T says they're updating software, Mike. Right now. Okay. Really? So you guys just happen to be updating software during this while everyone else, but wait, but if we go to down detector, why is everybody down? Why are all multiple companies down? They're not changing their softwares all over the same, or are they? I don't know. I haven't seen that, but here was the kicker for me. At the same moment, he sends over uh space or um, uh, Starlink satellites, 358 satellites connected to the United States of America are down down as in not functioning down is not functioning off lines some have actually dropped out of the sky apparently right it's into the water on the physically dropped physically dropped out of space yep 
but 358 plus Starlink satellites were offline, like at the same time. But then here's the kicker. I don't know if you saw this or not. I think it was right before that or right after. I don't remember which one. Elon Musk sent out a tweet or a post saying, this is a test or something like that. that. Yeah. So that's exactly what my source said. And you already said, he said, we're testing. This is a pilot. We're testing or they're testing to see how people will react, which tells me, Mike, that we're we're going to have a major probably cyber attack slash blackout event at some point this year. And they are testing society, essentially, to find out, one, how will it work? And two, when it goes down, how are people going to react? But I'll tell you this, based on Monday's experience, people are not going to do well with this. I mean, people were complaining. Oh, my God, my phone is going down. We have become such a technology society, Mike. We really have. We can't handle. I mean, obviously, I want to make sure my family is safe. But if if the, if the grid goes down or something goes down, you know, I don't panic immediately. If I can't get a hold of my wife and go, okay, let me get in the vehicle. I'll go drive to where she is. I know where she is. And then, uh, you know, we'll be fine, everything like that. But I'm not going to panic. We have people who are panicking, Mike. They were yeah. panicking on Monday. They didn't know that these kids didn't know what to do with their phone. They didn't work. This right. is what we've become. But this is what they're doing. They're they're testing the waters. I I think we're gonna have a, we will have a cyber attack probably this year. Major cyber attack. The whole grid. I would assume. Do you think that they were? What exactly are they planning for? Do you think that they're doing this? I guess what I'm asking is. Was this a white hat event or a black hat event? Do you think they were planning this to see if we came under an attack like that, how we would do and how best to fortify our systems? Because you're right, as you mentioned a moment ago, this is infrastructure now. This is critical infrastructure. It's like taking out a bridge or a highway or, you know, anything like that. Were they Mm -hmm. trying to do that or were they trying to game plan if they did this to us? How could they best get away with it? What's your message sent to me? was this is our people testing and preparing for maybe this summer, this fall, this spring. I don't know the exact dates. I don't know how it's going to go down. We're testing the waters. And my understanding, this is my, so my belief system on this, and I don't have information on this because I've only given what they, what they gave me on that part was, I believe we're flipping over to a new system. I believe the system has already been done and designed. I think. What kind of system? Specifically, Um, technological, you mean, or absolutely technological, definitely economical. I mean, we're we're, the systems are. Well, let's just look at it this way: we have three grids in the U.S. We have the eastern, eastern grid, the western grid, basically, and then Texas, right? Um, Right. Our grid is terrible; it's archaic. If we are hit with an EMP of any kind, for the most part, or a major solar major solar event, um, <laughs> like all our all our vehicles are made of computers. Yeah, I don't think America really truly understands how bad of a situation we are from a technology standpoint. If if we got fried, you don't just flip the switch and you know turn the grid back on. You don't just drive your car again. Like they're toast; they don't move. Right. Right. We are in such a stretch. But this is my my this is my gut on this. Right. This is without information. My gut is that they're flipping the system over to the sky. 
so that we can't be taken down from the ground because right now it's all cables right now it's 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 literally like it's like ethernet cable right which which is by the way very very good um uh it's sturdy you know it's it was stable we can do that um i think they're going to sky i think we're going to starlink not not that i'm like i'm positive or negative about that i don't i know enough about it but i don't know how good it's going to be but this was absolutely he said this was a test now he didn't necessarily say white hat but he is a white hat personality. I'm not saying he is a white hat. He's just a white hat personality working in this. He's seen enough. He sent me so much stuff in the last year on the fact that like, this is going to be so much better than anyone could ever imagine what comes from this, but it's going to take a little time to get to there. And before that happens, Mike, there will be chaos. You know, I, I, I hear that all the time and I feel that way. I've mentioned it plenty of times on this show that things are going to get better, but they're going to get a lot worse before they yeah. get better. I mean, you mentioned a moment ago, our vulnerabilities. I mean, I, you know, last summer there was a particularly bad thunderstorm where I'm at and you know, the lights went out for, they were out for a good 30, 40 minutes, which is extremely rare um, for us. I, you know, I, it's never happened before at this particular place where I'm living Um and in my life, maybe I, I've maybe experienced one blackout that was longer than that. But from time to time, we do get some outages where things kind of, you know, the lights kind of flicker and they they kind of go down. And then like a minute or two later at the most, they'll come back up. But this lasted a good 30, 40 minutes. And I got to tell you, doctor, I, I mean, you know, 20 minutes into this thing, I'm like, now, wait a second. <laughs> what's, what's going on? It didn't take much longer than that. I mean, a few minutes, you're like, OK, you barely even notice it. But it's not going to take very long, as you alluded to a moment ago, for things to devolve. And, um, you know, I think that's that's something we all need to uh, pay attention to and plan for at the very least. Don't you? Well, and I tell people this. So let's look at the demographics of the country. So the majority so the majority of people in America, um, the majority of America, I should say, and the majority of people are of a conservative type background. Now there's lots of different, obviously top uh, different subgroups in that, but majority conservative. The cities are very blue, but what comes with the cities as well is the cities um, typically underclass people. Obviously there's rich people too, but I'm just saying the majority. Majority, right. Now a lot of demographic in a city is also people who are on potential government assistance like welfares. Correct. Right. So yeah. I mean, I'm born and raised in New York City, and I can tell you that's absolutely true. 70, 80 percent are, you know, either at or below. This was a, this is a major political issue. They're yeah. either at or below the poverty line. And then you got the, you know, the super elites that are basically, you know, running. The you, have the, you, have the wealth, you have the super wealthy and the super poor, right? Literally well, in their penthouses, right? In their ivory towers. What happens if a system goes down and you can't access money for a couple of days in a city? How fast does that spin out of control when people can't get food for their kids? Yeah. Not talking super elite. I'm talking that 70, 80% who are operating on food stamps. So we don't have food stamps. Say we have WIC cards, we have, you know, EBT cards, et cetera. Those people can't get to their food. Well, food disappears from shelves within like a couple hours. It doesn't last a couple of days. Right. Right. If you, if you have system shutdown in these cities, because, and this is one of the things that was told to me last year. One of the things that was told me last year is, and I cannot prove this yet because this won't be proven until it actually happens. Yeah. I was told there are National Guard in multiple cities around the country ready to go when necessary for when the crap hits the fan with a 
essentially like shutting down the system because at that point you will have chaos. And if you don't keep order, those people will unfortunately cause chaos in the cities, but then they will slowly come out to suburbia and farther if necessary. Because, and we've been taught about this the whole time. I have a survival, a survival gentleman on my, on my uh, show and he says it all the time. We are three missed meals from anarchy at all times. Wow. Three missed meals. Yeah. And, and and again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't like to be the downer of the show or anything like that or, or give, I, but, but the problem is we have to be real. Like, I mean, we have, not, we have not faced reality in America. This is reality. Absolutely. You know, so you mentioned electronic forms of payment. Whenever um, I have a guest on, I always ask them either before the recording or after the recording, or even, you know, sometimes during we'll get to this and I'll say what, you know, what issue is keeping you up regardless of what they're, the issue that they're here to talk about, I always ask them, you know, besides this, what issue keeps you up at night? And to a person, they all say central bank digital currencies, digital currency. I mean, this is this is because they they can literally turn your entire life, your survival on and off with the click of a button. Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me that question, my 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 answer would be the financial system, because at the end of the day. The biggest concern. So, so America is very divided right now, right? Red, right. blue, or whatever other colors you want to call, right? It's typically red, blue. What is the one thing? What is the one topic? What is the one uh, piece that every single human in America and the world, but America specifically right now, is impacted by? The Money. economy. The economy. Like, if you wake up tomorrow, rich or poor. And the money is either turned off or you can't access an account or whatever it may be. Every single person is impacted, some greater, some lesser extent. I don't care even if you have tons of gold and silver in your house, right? Yeah. Everybody is impacted by that because some people can eat for a little bit. Some people can't. They don't have a next meal, right? Yeah. Everybody is impacted by that. And you keep, where, where does travel happen? If you can't, it, it's, if the digital aspect goes down, let's say electricity or computers go down. Um, how are we getting gas? How, right. how, how and, and does do we realize how electronic our entire life is at this point? Yeah. I mean, we still have cash, of course, right? But how electronic is everything, Mike? Well, how are you going to, I mean, let me ask you this, Doc. How, how are you going to get your information to find out what's going on in the catastrophe? Do you you're own not, a radio? Gonna, do, you own a do you own a transistor radio anymore? I do not. You're going to be totally localized. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be, it was a couple of years ago. We had a hurricane down here. It didn't hit badly, but we had a transformer knocked out. Right. And, and they were in no rush to get to us because we didn't have any damage other than transformer. We went without power in Florida. Uh, we still worked. It was a little hot. We went without power for 11 days. Mm. Now. I remember this. That's right. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. We had, we went out with power. Now we had fun with it because we were able to, and we're, you know, we're thoughtful people and creative and things like that. But 11 days, 11 days without power. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but if it goes longer, it becomes pretty, it becomes a little uncomfortable. I mean, but if you don't have anything, like, no, it's a how challenge. Comfortable with 11 days. It's a challenge. No. And, and, and also, I mean, even though it lasted 11 days, you knew at some point it was going to come it's, back. Right. It, what if what you if, don't know? Right. What if you don't know? But if what you don't if, know anything, right? No, this this. I mean, these are these are real. And what real. if you don't know what's on the next street or the street over? What if you? 
What if you don't even know what's going on in your environment? I mean, this is, this is, I can understand the need to, um, the need to test for something like this, you know, so let's talk for a minute. So your, your source sounds like a good guy. I obviously hope that he is, um, you know, if he's feeding you information then he obviously, um, in every site so far, everything he sent me so far has checked out on my end and every site that he has used as a resource has been proven true. So, I mean, they kind of they kind of telegraph, I guess, the good guys as well as the bad guys. They kind of tell us what's what's coming. Do you think that that's because I, you know, prior to COVID, right, they had a list of a, a string of war games, right? If you were paying attention, which I was not, um, you kind of had a sense that something was coming and it played out exactly the way they they war gamed it. Um, I don't think anything has changed. I think that they they still do this kind of stuff. And I think that they kind of need our participation to do it. And I'm convinced that COVID was a an exercise for something much bigger that's coming down the line. Do you you feel that way? Oh, 100 <laughs> percent David, they've been they've been piloting programs on us since like a long time ago. But yeah, you have COVID. And now you have, you know, I'm sure you've heard the disease X situation potentially. Right. Now we have cyber attacks as well. And by the way, for the record, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum two years ago said that in the next couple years, next one to two years, there would be a cyber attack that would be so bad. We would have to basically restructure the entire thing, right? Right. Well, it wasn't last year. This year is the second year. <laughs> so they're they're literally telegraphing it. The problem is, you know, this this kills me, Mike. It, and I know you're the same way. We're of like mind. What kills me is people like you and I and others out there probably studying this and reading this. This is probably our main form of, for lack of a better word, entertainment, right? Like right. like researching, studying. That's and I tough. look out, I look out into America, and eighty percent or more have no idea this is going no, on. No, they don't have any idea. I mean, they're going to be shocked. And like, it, and I don't, I don't want it to be this, but I, I, I always say whatever's coming is probably, and I hope it's not a tragedy, but whatever's coming is probably a 10 or hundred X nine 11 situation, not necessarily terrorist attack, but something that is so alarming yeah. That we're all shaken from our we're all shaken from our, our reality at that moment because something happened in America that we can't we can't look the other way. Does that make sense? I, it makes absolute sense. And I and I I mean, just speaking from where we are at this point, um, you know, you kind of be foolish to not believe that that's the way it's going to be, because I can't remember. I mean, I do you remember the years Do you remember before COVID? I mean, it's it seems so quaint now. <laughs> it's so yeah. I mean, the, the world has <laughs> fundamentally changed over oh. the last couple of years. I mean, you know, the, the the trust in institutions has cratered. Uh, you know, I feel like societal trust among, you know, the, the people living in that society has really kind of taken a hit. I, I, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, I, just it's completely different. I, I believe, I believe liberals and conservatives like flipped upside down too. Do you yeah. remember, do you remember liberal, do you remember liberals, Democrats were anti-war? anti-pharma anti this anti that and like let's protest let's protest and now all of a sudden they're supporting every war there is they're supporting spending trillions and trillions of dollars and, cons- and i'm not saying i'm not talking about the red blue period i'm just talking about conservative people right now conservatives are anti-pharma anti-vaccine anti-printing money get out of war let's get all our troops home and i'm like 
what happened? This is the right. opposite of what I grew up with. Anti-big business, anti-war, anti, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, the, the entire world turned upside down. And I think even people who don't articulate it the way you and I just did, I think that something has kind of fundamentally changed within them and they and their outlook on society has has really kind of changed, even if subconsciously. Of course, hundred percent. No, I've, that's what's really happening here. Is people, people's, people are consciously waking up. They're they're going. Wait a second, what's right and what's wrong? Like, why are we going overseas? What like? And I don't care what your background is, what your faith is. I like. First of all, they're going. This Ukraine thing doesn't make any sense. Like, right. why do we keep spending money? They're not winning. And then Israel happened, which shocked all of us in the beginning because we didn't know that was coming. Right? We didn't see that coming. But now we're at a point where we're like, okay, we support humanity. Why is this happening to begin with, right? right. What, even, even I have Jewish friends who are like, this is weird. This isn't. This doesn't seem right. I'm not taking a side. This just isn't right. And and like now, you know, you have Russia or you have Taiwan, China, kind of like. But people are like, wait a second, none of this makes sense. Can't we just stop all the violence? And that's kind of the mentality now. Well, I think I think just to take that a step further, I think the question people are asking themselves is who's really in control? Because nobody wants any of these things. You ask people, no. I mean, you mentioned Ukraine a moment ago. No, Europe doesn't want this. We don't want this. Russia doesn't want it. So who is it? Just, who, the, war, just the war hawks. Right. Who wants it? Who is the small group of people that are pulling these strings that the rest of us are dancing on? A hundred percent. I mean, at this point, I'm like, wait, okay. Even if Russia's like a big bad guy, can't we just like leave them alone and, and just let them do their thing? And in Ukraine, whether or not Zelensky is legitimate or a real president or really has a military, can't we just let them do their thing? Like, can we just like let them have their country and do what their thing? Let Russia do their thing. Let Israel do their like, can't we just like I got an idea. How about we not our bring problems? How about we not bring our military alliance right to Putin's front door? And maybe, he won't, maybe he won't be forced to react. You know, I'm struck. One note on Putin. He said something um, at the beginning of the conflict with Ukraine that has really kind of stuck with me. He said, you know, you guys have to understand, you meaning the West writ large, you guys have to understand we have nowhere else to retreat to. Right. Where else are we going to go? You guys are here. You're in our front yard. Where else can right. we go? We can't go anywhere else. And that just made a ton of sense to me. I mean, if if Russia came over here and put a military alliance in Tijuana, I mean, I would be one of the first people saying, hey, wait a, wait a second, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a little that's a little too close for comfort. If you if you infringe on our see and I'm I've not been a war guy for a long time. I'm kind of the Ron Paul personality since 2008. Right. If if you if you bring something to our doorstep and cause a problem for us, I am the first person to say if they don't back off, we're going to make this quick. Let's go. Surgery. We. I'm not going to wipe them off the planet, but we're going to make sure they understand. Do not screw around with us. Do your own thing in your own country. Leave us alone. But other than that, and let if you're just like even if you're messing with another country, it is not my job to get involved. Like you guys, freaking figure it out. I mean, we'll send a moderator or mediator over there to help the talks. Right. But but we. I have no desire to lose blood, sweat, money, tears any of the above. And and I think this is where America, I think this is where the world's going. We're just tired of all the BS. I think that's a hundred percent right. I think, and when you said a moment ago, it really kind of resonates when you said that people are are slowly waking up. I mean, these are the kind of questions that 
people start to ask themselves, right? And I, so I, I, I kind of refer to it as the golden question. Like whenever somebody sees the truth in an issue, they ask themselves the golden question. Well, if they're lying to me about this, what else are they lying to me about? Correct. Because the answer to that question is everything. They're lying to you about everything. <laughs> Let me save you the suspense. There is nothing. Our whole lives have been a lie. And I, I mean, it, you know, we're kind of saying that half serious and half jokingly, but it's really kind of a traumatic experience to kind of realize, hey, wait a second, nothing I've been taught my entire life has been as it was taught to me. I, I, man, I tell everybody, everybody, especially when it comes to healthcare, because that's my wheelhouse, but I tell everybody, you cannot be educated anymore until you're uneducated or deprogrammed first. Yeah. Because the question, the questions you're coming to the table with, they're not that they're bad questions. You're asking questions off a flawed, untrue system. Right. So to teach you the truth about something, a lot of this stuff, you're going to have to unlearn what you already learned because you're coming from a biased viewpoint from essentially a bunch of criminals. And now we have to teach. Now we have to deprogram you to teach you the real stuff. That is so spot on. You know, I want to. So uh, I heard you talk something uh, about something recently that I want to get you uh, get your thoughts on this thing that's coming out of um, Spain, where researchers have a device that they want to put in our veins that's yeah. going to allow them to track right down to the individual. Um, you know, what we're doing and all our vitals and, and all that stuff. Tell us about this, because I, I mentioned a moment ago that a, a lot of people will say uh, central bank digital currencies. One thing that scares the bejesus out of me is this transhumanism thing. And this was one of the um, quote unquote conspiracy theories that I kind of denied when I first started tumbling down the rabbit hole. I was like, OK, you know, yeah, they're after Trump, but this thing is not true. But now I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is coming and it's coming fast, I believe. Yeah, you can look at uh, look for vas vascular HD cameras. Hitachi, I think, is already using a, using or they have a, a, a pilot model, whatever you want to call it, um, where you actually put your finger on a, almost like a blood pressure finger type situation or pulse. And it reads, it can look inside and see your veins. But this one is actually going to go inside your veins. And it's actually small microprocessors. And this is this is an injection that that they they give you. And uh, okay. they're working with that, yes. And it's going to go inside the actual vein, the HD cameras that map out your vascular system, <laughs> Mike. They it maps out your vascular system, and then on top of that, it connects to a phone or a computer, and it has a software included that has AI in it. So it can over time not only map out but predict where things are going to be in your body. Now, here's the kicker. It's used for healthcare, but they also have uses for it in payment systems. Uh. So yes, you're right. They are they are they're talking about potentially using them for obviously events, stadiums, um, you name it, where they can have everything tied to your body. If this is biometrics, that they they want us all in the cloud. That's where this is going. And then again, they use healthcare. So they're going to use it as, oh, well, where's a good injection site? Uh, what does the vascularity look like? Were they healthy? Were they not healthy? So they're going to use it with people who have disease processes like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, et cetera. But the long-term plan on this is, I mean, payment systems, Mike. At the end of the day, it's payment systems. So they're going to use this to read your vascular. It, it's one thing, to have your, one thing to have your fingerprint or your retina scan. 
What if they have your whole vascular scan? They know they know you down to your DNA at this point. Can they can they deliver substances into the body? Probably, yeah. I know they system? can deliver via medications, so yeah, most likely. Plus, they have vaccine patches coming out as well. So yeah, I would I would believe going forward, it's probably a few years off that they could deliver medications to this as well. Tell us a little bit about the the effectiveness of using healthcare as a control mechanism, because I don't I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that they rolled out COVID as a healthcare issue, right? They didn't roll it out as a political issue or even financial issue. It was a healthcare issue because automatically, if your health is at if you're led to believe that your health is at risk, you you snap into line awful quick, don't you? This is how you roll on Marxism. That's the best way to do it. That's how do you control people? I mean, at the end of the day. If you say a terrorist attacked our country and you can put a face to the name and, and you, you whatever, you put somebody from the Middle Eastern background or Asian back, like whatever it is, you're, you're going to they're going to put a face to it. Right. So somebody can hate somebody else, which is stupid, but they'll use that. But that's not as good as something invisible. Yeah. So if you if you if you use bioterrorism yeah. and tell them there's, there's things in the air that are causing health problems, sickness, et cetera. Then you get people to buy into it. So now they get things injected into them. They get surveillance injected into them. But then from there, well, wait a second. Now we have this stuff in you. Wouldn't it be great if you have a healthcare problem, if you have a disease, you have cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, something like autoimmune. Well, what if we can just help you from a distance? We can monitor you at all times. Mike, I mean, 80% supposedly signed up for a COVID shot. So guess what? People are going to sign up for that too. So they basically, it's basically people, there's two, there's the, the number one fear of every human is, is the fear of death. Right. Right. Fear of death. Well, where does death come from? Usually it's not long-term. People are usually afraid of a disease death that, you know, a health problem death. Well, that's where we're going. So yes, healthcare is the best way to do it. I bring that up because um, I feel like we now know so much about the way they op- operate, right? Yes. The nebulous day. Um, and and what they do is they, they experiment. I guess what I'm trying to say is once the money starts to move on the experiments, the decisions have been made. This thing is coming. And the experiment is not whether or not to roll it out. It's how to best roll it out right. with an eye towards how to get the most compliance, Yes. Am I am I right on that or am I wrong? No, hundred percent. You're right, man. It's it's at the end of the day, it's control and money, control and money. That's that's what it's that's what it's all about. Um, but it is. So so that's why I'm I'm glad to, to that I was able to connect with you and bring you back on and um and have this conversation because this is the kind of stuff people need to be aware of. In the few seconds that we have left here, please tell the folks where they can find you, where they can tune into your show and where they can um, find you online. Yeah. I appreciate the time as always. It's a great show. You're one of the, you're one of the few that really truly get it out there. So I'm always appreciative of being on here. Just go to brave tv.com or that's the website. Um, that'll take you to rumble and all the other social media channels, et cetera. Um, but brave tv.com five days a week, um, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern time. I do my own podcast where I get a little crazy, go down a lot of different rabbit holes, talk to you about your health and uh, try to uncover all this stuff for you. Thanks for coming by, Dr. Dean. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you always.